Are you ready for some mojo? Let's rock this sh- Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians Mojo Spotlight, where we showcase some of the hottest talent across the globe and what it took to get them to where they are today. Only here on the Mojo for Musicians podcast. I'm your host, Manny Cabo. Now let's do this. All right, guys, my dear Mojo Maniacs, have I got an amazing treat for you today. Now, this special lady, special talent, special friend, who I can honestly call my bestie, which I first met in Nashville, and we're both fellow voice contestants. She was on season six of The Voice, and she's another rocker like yours truly. Let's welcome to the show my bestie, Megan Ruger. What's up, Megan? What's up? Good morning from Las Vegas. From Sin City. How are you? It's been a while. This has been a long time coming, too, as uh, you and I both know. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. I know. I haven't seen you in forever. It's crazy. Thanks for yeah. having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding? I'm sure you got stuff going on because I'm following your posts. I'm following your social media. As we artists, we always check out and we see what our fellow artists are doing in the world of music. And it has been crazy over the past year. And I'm going to get to some questions regarding that. But right now, just so I could formally introduce you to my audience, you're originally from Wisconsin, right? I am. I moved to Nashville when I was 20. And then I right. moved to Los Angeles uh, three years ago. That's great. And I'm glad you said that because it's a great segue to my first question. So I first met you in Nashville, right? So first of all, what was the impetus to move from Wisconsin, which is a pretty eclectic musical space. That's a pretty happening place for music, right? Tons of shows out there. And I know that because I have other artists that are from that area. So what possessed you to move to Nashville, Music City, you know, for obvious reasons. I know why, but I want you to tell your story. And then you made the transition from Music City to Sin City. Talk to me about that. So I originally moved to Nashville because I was singing at a country music festival in Wisconsin called mm. Tree Thunder USA. I started singing the national anthem, one of the number one hardest songs to sing since yeah. I was seven years old. People and don't realize how hard that is. <laughs> it really is. If you start that song too high, you're in trouble. You're yes. in trouble for Rocket's Rick Lair. So I started singing the national anthem before like the second to main acts every night for a few years. And I finally you know, hung out backstage and met up with Big and Rich and uh, Heartland, a bunch of country bands that were very welcoming and very uh, advice. I love, I love Big and Rich. You remember that party yeah. we went to? They were insane. Such cool people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So John's known me since I was 16 years old. And wow. I just hung out with the band and they were like, you know, if you really want to make it in the music business and really take your career to the next level, you should think about Nashville. And I was like, all right. And so I did it. I was 20 years old and just packed up and left. And uh, I did the whole Broadway thing for a good 10 years. And then when I was on The Voice in 2014, I had this uh, West Coast bug in me, I guess, when I went out to LA and realized that I am a country girl because I'm from Wisconsin and I lived right. in Nashville. 10 years but I have a really big rock heart and my parents have always instilled me with uh like Bob Seger and Leonard Skinner and a lot of southern and southern rock and uh classic rock and so I just realized that it was time to try something new and yeah rock vault show which is another thing to talk about rating the rock vault show here in Las Vegas wait wait a second let me rewind let me rewind because there's so many things like I met you like I met you on the show going back you had your spiky hair that you, you know I labeled you spiky because of your hair. And I love that I miss that look, but I get it. There's a lot to maintain, you know, it's a lot of money maintaining that hair, but now I can see your roots and how it developed into your style of music. And, uh, 
there's a surprise during the show, and I'm not going to share it with you yet. But going on, so moving to Nashville, how did it feel? Like, talk to me. That's the secret juice. Like, how did it feel? You know, you were young at the time, and you're still young. But how did it feel picking up your stuff and just moving to unknown territory? Because I felt the same way, and I'm, I was 40 at the time. I'm like, I don't know anyone in Nashville. So as a female who's just starting her career, delving into an industry of veterans, because everyone, let's face it, and I know you're going to agree with me, Everyone in Nashville can rock out. The babysitter can pick up a guitar and just jam and crush it. So how was that? Explain to me that emotional side. Uh, it was a you know whirlwind. I wasn't even 21. So legally to get wow. into the bars, I had to like finagle my way and kind of work <laughs> magic and be like, I just want to sing. Can I please get into the bar so I can just right. sing? And so it was a lot of networking. I think the first couple of years when you move to a new city, you know, it's about networking. Absolutely. And Absolutely. people in the city and so I did a lot of that and then I finally scored my first gig on Broadway just by going out on Broadway and asking bands if I could get up and sing with them like there was your first gig what was your first gig uh I think it was Whiskey Bent on Broadway oh okay it's a good bar yeah or a good hockey talk as we call it, it down was like I have I probably could name so many bands that I owe a lot to for giving me the chance to just get up on stage on Broadway and sing yeah but, but that's where I learned my chops man I Nashville's a hard city it's yeah. not easy everyone you know says that you know it's different than when I moved there too it's huge now everyone's moving there but to it's be humbling a- right it's a really humbling city you get up there and like damn I better be flawless tonight. So there's that element of pressure that just hovers over you. I know I felt it, you know, and it's, I, and I think you're going to agree with this as well. It's even more pressure when they know you've been on TV. So there's a level of expectation, like, uh, here we go, Megan, she better rock this out. Yeah. So explain to me that. How did you feel? Cause see if we could, we have similar backgrounds and similar experiences. Well, before I was on the show, I had already been in Nashville for a good, what, 2009 to 2000. 14, you know, I'd already been working on my chops and singing. And you do always hear that too. Once that show came about, yeah, you try out for the voice, you should do that. You should do that. So then once you do make it on the show, then, and especially my spiky hair at the time, <laughs> you stood out like a sore thumb, but I loved it, man. She, I'm like, she's one of us, you know, she's yeah. one of us. I just want to be known for my voice more than my hair. These Right, days. right, right. Uh, and then when I, started playing on Broadway still after the voice and I got to open up for foreigner and journey. I mean, not journey foreigner, Joan Jett, um, <laughs> favorite, my, one of my favorite rockers, Joan Jett. And yeah, I remember that. That's pretty amazing. Just the, the uh, amount of doors that open once you are on a show like that and the, the friendships that I made and yeah. the, uh, just the whole experience is crazy, but yeah, Nashville. Now everyone that comes to Nashville is from all over the world and they expect to hear the most craziest uh genres and but also yeah that was the thing that i did that was different though they they expect to hear country but then when they came to my show they would be like oh wow go from singing faith hill to joan jett to guns and roses and that's what well I- let, me, let me slam on the brakes record because it's exactly it right you're thinking nashville i think it's in tennessee it's going to be bombarded with country artists which it is i'm not going to lie you know you get the best of the best but when I originally went to Nashville, I wanted to better my game at songwriting. And what I found was being down there, A, yeah, everyone recognized you from being on The Voice. First of all, I'm like six foot two tattoos, like who wouldn't remember me, right? But I wanted to really up my songwriting game. Then I met you, 
And then it's incredible how humble people are, like Rich Redmond from Jason Aldean and Ben Caesar from Brad Paisley. All these cats on any given night can walk into one of the hockey talks and just perform. And you're right. Um, you would think it's just country music, but there is this eclecticism of genres all over the place. One night you can go to, I don't know, legends and obviously the best of the best, you know, traditional countries like Waylon Jennings and, and George Jones. But then you can go up to like nudies and catch a cover band. And we've performed many times on nudies. Those are some fun times. Oh my God, this is so like serendipitous. Just talking to you. I'm like, oh, I remember that day because it's been a while and I miss that. But it inspired me to write more too. I had never, I mean, I wrote a lot and I produced an album after the, the voice in 2016. Yeah. But uh, I never realized how I should have been writing more. Mm. Yeah. But I got caught up in learning all the other things on Broadway in Nashville sure. and Nashville and just being in the city, finding band members and, right. and, and booking shows and stuff. There's a lot that goes into being. Well, you're in stuck the in the business side. Granted, you want up your skills, right? But as like I was there, I needed to make some money. You know, I needed to pay for rent. I needed to, to get the gigs and exposure. So you got to network. You got to up your skills. There's a lot of elements, right? That, and this is really important to highlight. Because a lot of artists that have this dream, well, you know, I'll just move to Las Vegas. Or I'll just move to Nashville and make it big. Dude, if you're doing it just to blow up and make it big and have a successful career, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, you have to really embrace the grind and the journey, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I know when I was there, I was like, wow, I really got to get to work here. Meeting as many people just like you did. You know, and then luckily I have my other art of photography where I started helping artists doing their brands. And had it not been for that, I don't know, because it's tough walking into a situation where, yeah, you're a pretty decent vocalist, but so is everybody else. You yeah. know, the only thing that I think that helped you and myself, we stood out because we were more rock oriented. I think they wanted to see a little bit more of that because back in the day, and Grant, it shifted from now uh to what was it six years ago that I was there? You know, like you said, people are infiltrating and moving in every day. It's like one of the fastest growing cities. So you can expect to see so many genres of music, but I want to move on to the hardships because I know you've had them and I wanted to leave this stuff for you. And I mean, you're dealing with physical injuries and you're dealing with jealousies and insecurities. Talk to me so you could speak to the female artists in the audience. Like talk to me about those hardships, what you did to overcome them you know, mm -hmm. and how you kept strong in a sea of, of idiosyncrasies that really don't vibe with, you know, great and, and kind people like you and me. Well, Nashville, uh, anywhere, actually, I should say, it doesn't matter what city you're in here. Mm. There are distractions, hardships, but also just distractions and being a female, you know, we get distracted by a lot of things because we're constantly, first of all, in this business, it's more male dominated. Mm. You have to already kind of have a female mindset, but also have a male mindset too. You right. have to balance the two. And then just being a working musician, it's not a very steady lifestyle. Yeah, It's all about balancing. And so there's been times where I don't know when my next uh, paycheck is going to come in and that I'm living off of tips. And Anyone? Anyone else? Anyone yeah. Else? <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh, no, that, and that was what it was in Nashville. And that's why I couldn't, there's what you said that there's so much talent and it's super saturated in Nash Nashville that if you will play for tips or $30, then someone else will. Yeah. And I did that lifestyle for so long. And then finally the, the Vegas life came along and I, I don't have to stress as much. And I, to get to do more opportunities that are at a higher paying level mm. and I'm enjoying more and 
the best advice I could give to women is just to to find what you enjoy and then try to figure out how to capitalize on it and then just surround yourself by people that are like-minded. And that's right. where I, I love Nashville and I still go back there, sure. but I've surrounded myself by people in Vegas that, and the women out here are amazing too. It's very- so No, wait, 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 wait. Let me shut you down because you're going right through it. I want to I rewind a little. Yeah. Let's slam on the brakes. Like where did the, okay. the where did the desire to, to make that excursion to Sin City come at? Like at what point? Because you, you had a pretty good career in Nashville. Like what yeah. caused you to move to uh, Las Vegas? Well, after being on The Voice, I got that little West Coast bug in me and that, mm. and how uh, LA and Las Vegas are very extra and I've always been extra. Okay, and, I like uh, that. I uh, just love- Did you consider me extra? You consider me extra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But when did it all start? Like who introduced you to that vibe? Was it trips that you were making with the little tours that you were doing or like, where did that come from? Just curious. Well, when I went from Nashville to, to LA for the voice, that yeah. was a, um, a big staying I out. See. I see. Okay. But, um, also my bass player that left Nashville with me, Victor Broden, who Victor. You know, uh, he was a big encourager too, because he just was ready for something new too. And realized that, uh, the lifestyle was a little bit more, uh, our speed in LA and yeah. Vegas. he went to LA and I went to Vegas and I like to go back and forth. I'm actually going to LA this weekend for, uh, I'm going to be the counselor at the rock and roll fantasy camp. I with saw that. That's badass. Let's talk to me about that. I mean, you get to work literally with one of your idols, Melissa Etheridge. That's well, a big deal. Yes. I'm very excited to work with Melissa Etheridge this weekend and Nancy Wilson from heart, Kathy nice. Down from the go-go's and Orianthe. And, uh, I'm just, Ever, ever since the COVID too, I've just been forced to, uh, both of us have you and I, yeah. been forced to uh, rise from the ashes and just also become a chameleon and adapt to other. Exactly. Um, I've been taking the weirdest gigs sometimes. <laughs> tribute, tribute acts. and uh, But the main thing is just, I want to start focusing on my originals and really hone in on my songs. I'm, gl I'm glad you said that because it's true. You know, we've, we've, certainly had to make some pivotal movements, you know, over the past year, you know, with me and losing my dad to COVID and then Hurricane Ida, and I'm washing away all of my livelihood. You know, it's it's bad enough that we have to really try to come up with these new and ideate ideas. Okay, where well, how am I going to make money? But it's hard to make money when I don't have any equipment. So in a situation like yours, where you're making the transition from Nashville to Las Vegas, then you got to start all over kind of, right? Meeting new people. But talk to me about the difference of living in Las Vegas as opposed to Nashville? Like, how were you received and how easy was it to make that transition? Just curious because, you know, for somebody like me who's lived in Nashville and I'm gonna be visiting you out there pretty soon, and I told you, let's do some photography, which I promised you a photo shoot. Let's do some shows, right? And let's, let's, uh, um, let's see what we can do because we had this little thing, for those of you listening, we had this little idea uh, that I formed. We even have a, a little logo. Remember that Mr. Madam, which is still going to come to fruition. I know we definitely have to execute that. So talk to me about the differences. Uh, well, it's just, a, I think, a faster life pace mm. out here. And uh, it's just, you know, it's show showbiz out here. Real shit. Like, not just, uh, I don't know. I learned so much, I should say, from out here, from the showgirls. They have totally taken my stage presence and my wardrobe and everything mm. to another level because it's Vegas. That's awesome. Yeah, you of know? course. You would think, right? It's like all glitz. Oh, you know? yeah. 
I never realized all the little tricks that they have with pantyhose. And, that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're really into that as well, because, you know, you do, you pick up a few things, but you're doing tons of residencies out there. And I'm sure that's got to feel great. Yes. Finally, the rock rating, the rock vault show is finally coming back. That's the one that I began my first journey. When I came here, I mm. called the uh, owner of the show and I said, Hey, I know all the songs in the show and it just worked out. Timing was perfect. But then the COVID hit and it's been not, uh, it's been on a hiatus for two years. So we're finally coming back June 16th and I will be back in the show with all the rockers from slaughter lita ford missing persons nice oh missing persons you know what's funny oh i love them do you hear me and you know what people don't realize when i tell them to look back at missing persons she was the one who started the exotic and extravagant outfits even before lady gaga and madonna for those of you who don't know you got to check out missing persons she was amazing she still is and her looks i think she really raised the bar for that whole fashion trend in rock, right? And you're working with these people. That's so badass. I'm so proud of you. That's fantastic. Doesn't surprise me though. Let me move this and shift this conversation to a more uh, sensitive topic. And I know you've recently been involved with all female bands, right? An all female girl band. Explain to me the tries and tribulations of that. Cause I kept up with your journey and I didn't want to elaborate too much on it. Cause I want your perspective and how that was. Cause I saw you guys were rocking out. It was a great experience, but things happen. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I was, <laughs> uh, you know, it was hard. ACDC is not easy to sing. And uh, and then playing with male musicians usually, and then all of a sudden female, it's it's a whole nother ball game. And that's what this weekend is too, is I have a whole group of girls that I have to coach for their camp this weekend. So it's just, you know, finding the right vibe when it comes to band members, you know, you have to just gel. Yeah. It's all about the vibe on stage. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know what? You do have some difficulty because I know uh, I've experienced it with you while we were in Nashville. You had a lot of male musicians that just couldn't take a front woman because you were amazing. And I would tell you, ignore the criticisms. That has yeah. nothing to do with you. When they project these insecurities on you, it's because they have inner voids. That's not your problem. But I remember, you know, having some heartfelt dialogue with you about that. And it was, it was a difficult process for you to really comprehend because and you would tell me, but I'm nice. I don't understand. And I would tell you, it has nothing to do with being nice. It's that you own it up there. And some guys have a difficult time with that. And, you know, you got to own that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about if there was anything different that you could have done early on, what would that be? I'll give you a second to think about that. Like, here you are, Megan, it's 2022. Is there anything when you first initially embarked on your career, was there something different that you would have done that you think could have catapulted you further in this career? Or would you have done everything the same? No, definitely wouldn't do everything the same. I <laughs> 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 wish I would have met you sooner because you definitely changed my mindset and just living in the moment. I think I should have lived in the moment a little bit more. I think a lot of people need to live in the moment more. We just stress so much about everything that when when I was on the show, especially the voice, I was so like anxiety driven and consumed that I didn't really just yeah. relax and sing. I was very I, I was, used to tell you that all the time, I know. And I till this day I tell people, enjoy the ride, right? Everyone was always worried about, oh my God, the 90 seconds. I'm like, what if I screw up? I'm like, who cares if you screw up? You know, we all screw up. 
just enjoy what you do and just enjoy meeting new people enjoy learning the new skills and techniques because I love watching other incredible singers like that doesn't intimidate me because yeah. you you know as well as I do there is no best singer you're doing Megan I'm doing Manny when we perform sure we mesh because we were kind of rocker but we would compliment one another but I appreciated you embraced your talent as well and that's tough to do it's tough to see in this industry yeah it's a very tough industry that's why I, I like to tell people to just you know surround yourself by the the right people and and embrace everybody and support. You're only as good as you, the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, right? amen to that. So listen, how would you feel? I, I, you know, it's kind of a little surprise, but I wanted to play a song. How would you feel about playing something live acoustically so we can hear your voice? It's been a minute since I've heard your voice. Would you mind? Okay, um, a disclaimer, I'm not a guitar player, but I'm learning. I, I, I don't care about that. Can I make a request? Because I, I used to love when you used to sing the song. And of okay. course, it's pretty apropos considering could you do Rockstar for me? That's sure. Nice. nice. So ladies and gentlemen, not only is Megan Ruger provided us with some nuggets of information from her journeys, but she has also graciously agreed to do a song for us. And it doesn't have to be much. Play, you know, play a few bars here and there just so they can hear you. And then when we're done with that, I, I want you to showcase some stuff and uh, certain things that you'd like to promote as well. All righty. Hopefully this is in tune. You have a pick? <laughs> you know, I always find myself asking guitar players that because they never have a pick. Meanwhile, I pull out my little bag. I'm always more prepared than they are. It's great. I feel like this song tells more of the story than I could ever tell about the music business. But All right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Used to be. You want me to introduce you? Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Sin City, Las Vegas, this is Megan Ruger with Rockstar.
amazingly talented Megan Ruger, singing rock star. So listen, before we go, I know you got to run, but anything else that you'd like to promote that I definitely want to share with the community here? Yeah, just the Rock Vault show coming back to Vegas and uh, MeganRuger.com. And uh, you can check out all my music on Amazon and iTunes and all that jazz. But yeah, I'm you just got a website, right? Yep, MeganRuger.com. MeganRuger.com. I did that on purpose. I want everybody to understand it. Yeah, give and show Megan some love. She's an amazing artist, an incredible human being. Uh, love you, kiddo. Thank you so much for being on the show. I promise I'm going to fly out there. We're going to do some shows together once again. We really need to relive those moments because I'm, I'm really, truly looking forward to it. And I appreciate your time. And I know my, my mojo maniacs totally appreciated you. So and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when the episode airs. And, you know, you can relive this moment again. Thank you. We stay safe out there on the East Coast. Always, always. I'll talk to you real soon. Have an amazing day, Megan. Sure, you too. Thank you. Be good. Bye. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. To learn more about becoming a guest on the Mojo Spotlight and share your mojo with us, visit mannycabo.com and send us an email in the contact section. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, be sure to give us a positive rating and review. And remember, music is a universal language of inspiration. So keep supporting your local artists so they can keep inspiring the world. As always, much love and peace and always live to inspire. Thanks for listening.